Well, I was listening to the Schalke America podcast in the lead-up to this game, the lead English-language podcast for Schalke fans out there. Blau-Weiß, sein Leben lang. Herzlich willkommen zurück auf Schalke America. Welcome, episode, what are we on, 178? 178 Schalke America. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Joining me as always, co-host Jack Mangan. Jack, how are we doing? We're doing all right. Apologies for the delay this week. That is entirely uh, my fault, but better late than never, I suppose. Oh, totally. Valentine's um, Day is in the way, right? So we got to make sure absolutely. we please our significant others. So but Yeah, close to, uh, close to a full <laughs> week now from uh, when this game actually took place. Yeah. Um, and in my opinion, once again, a, a decent performance from us, but not what we really need at this point in terms of where we are on the table. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get into that. Um, kudos to uh, shout out to everyone who's joined the Discord so far. If you haven't joined yet, check our uh, Twitter and actually all the social media. We're being a blast in the, the Twitter is invite in there. So join the Discord. It's our centralized location to talk Shaka in English. Uh, but uh, let's uh, get into also um, <clears throat> some news, which uh, originally I thought I was going to share this because like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then I realized this just applies to Schalke. Uh, so Chiro Kozuki named player of the month in January, not for the Bundesliga, but for Schalke, uh, which is, you know, a fair shout. Uh, he was uh, the man of, man of the hour, came out of 2023. Uh, some really nice performances came out of nowhere, really. Um, you could argue that Fairman may be uh, player of the month uh, for the Bundesliga come here in February. Or end of March or end of January into February because uh, three shoutouts in a row for him. So, uh, but good to see Kazuki getting some against a plug here for Schalke at least. I mean, he's been he's been our best player starts the second half of the season outside of, I guess Fairman not really because he hasn't not been tested right. So yeah, I mean, best player on Schalke in a given month is kind of like winning you know fastest snail. Um, it's not really an award <laughs> that, that means much of anything at this point fastest in time. Snail. But right. I think if if you're gonna give that award out. I think it has to be Kazuki. I don't know who else it would be for January. Obviously, been you know the spark. I think here mm. in the uh, in the Rook room, though. So, uh, yeah, well deserved, and hopefully more good performances from him down the pipe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hopefully there is. And uh, what's up to uh, TMYX? He says, "What's up? What's up?" Yes, uh, Mercedes Jens. Mercedes Jens. Yes, Maurice Jens. Uh, he's been fantastic too. I mean, he's probably the co-player of the month for Schalke. Uh, he's been a uh, a fixture in the lineup and on and a big impact on the team ever since his insertion the team has had three shutouts since he's arrived right so uh he deserves a lot of credit as well yeah Jens mostly in february i think rather than yeah. january which yeah. is probably why it wasn't yeah. really in contention uh for that did did give away a penalty uh in the wolfsburg match which we'll talk about i think as far as penalties goes on the softer side um yes. for me um, yeah. but yeah. yeah, in general has been, I think a breath of fresh air, much needed, uh, no disrespect to, you know, Mitrociani, but I think there's questions about whether Bundesliga is his level to begin with. And then also yeah. just, you know, despite a couple of good performances where he kind of, you know, I think probably exceeded expectations, he's playing out of position and not particularly well. And we needed somebody else to kind of partner with, um, yeah. uh, Yoshida. And as Eric Houston says in the chat here, can you imagine Jensen 
and Malik Chow together. Um, I can, and it hurts. It hurts my <laughs> heart, Richard. How about you? <laughs> yeah, no, it hurts. And he's referencing the uh, stellar performance by Malik Chow in the Champions League against uh, who the hell did Milan play? Um, uh, Tottenham. And he was by far the best player defender-wise, at least for Milan. Uh, well, so let's take a moment here. So you're the AC Milan guy. So, I mean, it, my understanding is, is Chow actually hasn't really gotten that much time so far. Or am no. I mistaken in that? Um, no, you're but, correct. He's, he's, this is his only third game that he's played and okay. three shutouts that he's been a part of. So Is that injury-based or is that just he hasn't been selected? Is that surprising to Stubbornness. you? Stubbornness. It does surprise me. I mentioned it as soon as he signed for AC Milan that I said he's automatically fourth best on the on the depth chart because they had two guys who are fixtures already um, and arguably third best. And the manager thought he was maybe fifth best. And so, you know, some managers have their players that they're they're stubborn. They like to play these guys. And, and the fans are like, why are you playing this guy? But it's like a pet favorite. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah sure. type thing. And so that's what we had with 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 that. And then finally, um, the poor performances resulted in the fans screaming for a change. Malik Chow is one of the one of the first guys you think of in terms of changing bodies because uh, he's fresh. And he's performed two games in a row, uh, two games in a row this week, this past week with shutouts, uh, with Stellar in both games. So, yeah, Malik Chow is uh, starting to come around. I believe he's probably going to get more minutes now with uh, with AC Milan. And so, uh, yeah, look for him to start taking off. Uh, it's good to see him. I mean, I wish we we had him here at Chaka, right? But uh, sure. uh, good to see him <clears throat> progressing and, 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 and getting some much-needed pitch time, i say. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, uh, Jens and, and, and Chow would be great. Um if we had Itakura, that'd be nice as well. Um, yeah, yeah. So many guys. <laughs> no, we, really, we, we really downgraded, didn't we? But no, uh, yeah, Yens yeah. and Yoshida, I think, have been actually quite solid. I mean, I think you can't really argue against that, given what the score lines have been yeah. um, and the uh, the XGA um, over the past few matches as well. So, um, absolutely. So, let's get into this matchup against uh, Wolfsburg. As you mentioned, uh, a third consecutive shutout, a third consecutive draw against a quality team. Uh, Wolfsburg, actually, pretty much all three teams we played were in European contention, or if not in a European spot. Uh, Wolfsburg included to be one of those teams. And, um, yeah, it's uh, a lot of positives to take away, for sure. Um, there's some negatives, too, lack of goals. Uh, but, yeah, let us uh, let me share the lineup real quick. Uh, I, have, I have it ready. I swear I do. There it is. Oh, there it is. All right. So uh, first look at the at the home team, which was Wolfsburg. Um, Castiles, fantastic goalkeeper. We saw this in this game. Um, Otavio, Van de Ven, uh, Bornau, and Baku. Baku is someone we who's tormented us in the past, and Otavio certainly was good in this game as well. Arnold, who we all know, Maximilian Arnold, has always been a thorn in our side. Gerhardt, Kaminsky, Svanberg. Svanberg, uh, I know from Serie A, is a very good player. Vimmer, good young player as well. And then Vind, uh, he's returning back to the lineup after a long, lengthy uh time away um it's a strong lineup i mean it's it, wolfsburg always have to take them seriously they they're good this year they seem to be good almost every year um but there's some guys on this team that have always been high performers for them especially against us arnold baku castillos are just some guys that, that come to mind thoughts uh heading to this match against wolfsburg yeah wolfsburg are you know a decent side i think they had lost like three on the bounce and all competitions coming into this one, but they didn't look like terrible against Bayern, you know, in that, yeah, in that four, yeah, two, yeah. they weren't, they weren't bad at all. So, I mean, certainly, I mean, and obviously almost anybody for Schalke this season is, is, you know, an issue um, given how we played uh, generally. Um, I thought, uh, I mean, Castiles and, and, and Maxi Arnold, first of all, th those yeah. are, I think two sort of bogey players for us. Yeah. It seems like, like every time we're playing Wolfsburg, like Maxi Arnold's doing something against us kind of in the way, um wow his name's escaping me for for bremen um for a while max cruiser um yeah cruiser yeah yeah yeah, 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 uh, yeah for sure same same kind of thing 
Um, yeah, but anyway, I thought I thought I thought Bornau was great in this one. I thought Otavio was was, was pretty good as well. Um, so uh, you know, strong stuff on the defensive end. I think at times from from Wolfsburg, and I think obviously if you look at the score line and then also kind of the performance in this one, um, the defense I think shined more than the offense uh, in this fixture. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I would agree about that. And uh, looking at our lineup, uh, not much has changed, honestly, in the first, in the in the lineup except for one player in particular, uh, Fairman and goal. Uh, back four of Bruner, Yoshida, Jens, and Uronen. Uh, holding midfielders of Kral and Kraus with the attacking midfielders of Kazuki Salazar back in the lineup, uh, as well as Skarka. And then obviously Michael Frey, he's the, the man changed. I guess Salazar as well, too, but Frey, uh, Frey, Frey uh, in the leading the line uh, instead of Taroda. Thoughts on the lineup and thoughts on Frey leading the line? Yeah, same same lineup, I think. Uh, to Gladbach, with the exception of of Fry and Salazar, right? Because that was uh, that was Tarada and um, Belanta, the new signing last time, right? Yeah, kind of yeah, playing in yeah, midfield. Yeah, um, yeah. But besides that, yeah. Uh, look, I, I think, and we we can talk about Scar because obviously he got taken out at halftime, and we'll talk about him in a minute. I think I'd be interested to see what your thoughts were on his performance. But I think there's uh, some kind of an argument that that front four, if we're playing a four two three one, you know, central attacking mm-hmm. midfielder, two wingers, one striker, kind of a situation. Um, I think there's an argument that that's kind of our preferred one going forward. I think Salazar has to be on the pitch as much as possible. I think Kazuki, yeah. we just talked about winning, you know, player of the month in January has been huge and needs to start as much as possible. Uh, Skarka brought in in January. Um, so he's been giving given playing time, you know, a lot recently. Whether or not that should continue is we can talk about it. But yeah, uh, yeah so I, 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 I liked this this lineup for the most part. And I think I think Fry has been better than I expected. And um, I think based on this performance, for example, just he looks he looks better than Tarada. And it, it doesn't give me any joy to say that because I think no. we all like Tarada as both a player and a person. Yeah. Kind of a sport. And like we, we want him to succeed. But like I, I think I think Fry's been better and I think he kind of has to start. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree about that. I say I see. uh Chat saying uh, Salazar or Harit greater than Salazar. It's certainly from an offensive side uh, standpoint. Uh, but Salazar someone we've been lacking we he has that creative spark that not many of the guys have outside of kazuki on the team and so having him back in there seeing what he could do with kazuki uh was certainly something we were looking forward to seeing he's been an instant impact at times he's been on the pitch but uh going back to your fry comments uh yeah i agree with you i think he's, de- he's certainly more mobile than, than torota um pace wise um and he tends to move around like torota is a poacher he's a he's a poacher is what he is he gets in a box and he, and he scores the goals fry can go out wide can you know link up with the guys on the on the transition uh and then gets in gets in the right positions like you know as as torta does and um look good and, and look good in this game i thought had a goal that was taken away well you know we'll get into it a little bit but uh overall I, I like his insertion i think he probably should stay in the starting lineup yeah good good quick feet um, yeah. as well like really good in tight spaces um decent combination play and i think a, a little bit faster than he probably looks like he is yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely a little bit rangier than Tarada, but also with a lot of the same um, qualities in terms of being able to use his body uh, and uh, you know to, to manipulate defenders and, and some of his aerial stuff. So yeah, he's been he's been promising. Oh, he's saying uh, Salazar is better than Harit. Uh, okay, well, fair enough, fair enough. He's what we need. He's what we need, and I think you know, obviously Harit at his best, he's he's fantastic Bundesliga player. But he was very inconsistent, and Salazar is very impactful for us. He was last season. He and this season, when he's been on, he's been good for us, uh, especially so far in 2023. Uh, but yeah, no, this is a decent lineup overall. I think. I think 
defensively we've been solid, whether that's because of Jens is Jens inclusion in there and it's kind of calm down Yoshida that he feels like maybe there's a competent center back back there. He can not do too much and not can play more about his uh, reading the game as opposed to trying to do everything for them. Uh, Jens, you know, certainly an aggressive center back, but he has a pace to, you know, make up for it when he, you know, he re- misreads the play. Uh, but good lineup overall. And, you know, we'll get to Skark in a minute, but the game started out. You always want to get the first goal in the game. Always do. And <laughs> eight minutes in, we get a penalty. The man we just talked about, Mercedes Jens, uh, a foul gets called against, I guess, a Vimmer, I think it was. Um, and I was like, what the hell are you talking about? It's not a, not a foul. And you look at the replay, he does step on him just inside the line. I'm like, soft. Yeah, I, I agree with you about that. I don't, I don't agree on the call. Uh, I thought they were going to let it go, but they, sure enough, gave him a penalty. Uh, and Maximilian Arnold, of course, the thorn in our side steps up. And I'm like, shit, here we go. Uh, and post yo ding dong hits the post uh and that's what we needed i think that kind of woke us up i think because we started a little slow i think in the game and um as a good wake-up call for us a very lucky one jack uh but uh got away with one there you know the first uh call from video review that went against us uh in this no. game and when you're at the bottom of the table these are the sorts of things that that you feel kind of like tend to go against you constantly asamoa um, said the same thing yeah, it, it it certainly feels that way this season, and has a lot, you know, uh, over the past couple of years, particularly when we've been in the Bundesliga, maybe less so last year. But, um, yeah, look, it's 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 a little bit clumsy from Jens. He kind of rolls up on him. He does step on him, and it is barely, but it is inside the box, so you can understand it being called. Um, it's clear contact. It's it's kind of like a foul contact, and it takes him down. It is unfortunate because it's not like it was a goal scoring opportunity, and he was. I don't think he was actually even going to maintain possession of that ball. He was playing it off of his chest and didn't yeah. really control it that cleanly. So it's kind of like a weak situation to give away a foul in, and it's not a particularly egregious one. So yeah, I do feel for him because he's been really strong in general, and it's kind of a bad mistake and put us in a bad situation. But you know, those are the things that get called sometimes. What are you going to do? And then uh, fortunately, you know, Arnold, who tends to kill us a lot, uh, misses this one. I don't know if it was a body language thing. To me, on the replay, it kind of looked like he was trying to sell that he was going right. Yeah. Uh, or sorry, to Fairman's yeah. left, right, facing the goal. Um, and I think maybe because of that body shape, he wasn't able to get the curl on it that he needed to from the outside. And that's why I ended up hitting the post and didn't bend all the way in. Yeah. Um, I think potentially, but super close and, and super obviously fortunate from our perspective. Um, and you know what? Normally I would, you know, maybe apologize for those sorts of things. Like, ah, you know, sucks for Volsberg, but in our situation, we'll take whatever we can get. Um, and very fortunate to have escaped that one. Absolutely. And I think um the way the rest of the first half end up going defensively against solid. I don't remember any clear cut chances by them. Uh, maybe if there was, you know, please, you know, let me know. But uh, I, I felt we felt fairly composed defensively in the midfield, doing a decent job. Um, it's just that attacking third, the final passing was lacking. Skarka not having really a great first half. Um, it seemed like they were shading a little bit over to Kazuki a little bit. Ball not really getting to him. Salter started out like a ball of fury and then kind of disappeared for a while too. Uh, thought, yeah, what are, you, what are your thoughts that. overall on the first half? Well, let's talk about Skarka for a minute. Cause we kind of teased yeah. that a couple of times and then you just brought him up. Um, what I will say about Skarka, here's my opinion. You can kind of respond to it. Okay. I think, I think Skarka seems to have a decent um, offensive IQ in the sense that he, he makes clever runs and well-timed runs. I think he's much slower than it feels like he should be. <laughs> 
and so often he like looks like he's going to beat somebody and then doesn't or like looks like he's going to get to a ball and then doesn't yeah. and oftentimes it's when he has a couple steps of a lead or something so um it's weird like he's kind of been bright in the sense that like he pops up and seems to find a way to get on the ball or like get near the ball a lot so you notice him yeah. but it doesn't almost ever result in anything it, to me in this game in particular it looks like he wasn't Bundesliga level which, yeah. which I hate to say like this this game this game in particular it looked weird like it just it, he looked like he was just kind of like not at the physical level that he needed to be or something which maybe explains yeah. why he hasn't gotten games for Union Berlin this season um but uh I mean like I know there's play like Bornau had incredible recovery speed on so something I mean but it's just credit to Bornau I mean like rangy and you know um, was able to make some impressive tackles, but yeah, Skark, I, I, I don't know how I feel about him, and I, w- I wasn't shocked that he came out at halftime. How did you feel about his performance and about him in general so far? Yeah, it, it kind of like summed up how I felt from him from the beginning. I mean, in the first game, I mentioned after that game, I said like he's doing good things, but he doesn't have pace. He's a little slower than I expected, uh, and he got beaten a couple times. A couple plays where guys try to lead him out for a breakaway, and he got caught easily. Uh, and in this game, again, it showed, I agree, I agree with you. His IQ is very good. He can make the runs. He makes the nice passes. But it's when, when he is expected to outrun a defender, um, I don't think he could outrun Yoshida, honestly, <laughs> which is saying a lot. Um, and so, yeah, that, I think that hurts him. And maybe his best position because of the lack of pace would be a striker uh, because he doesn't need that much pace, like Toroda, right, uh, or even um, a Poulter. But, uh, yeah, it's his, for being a winger, you expect the wingers to be fast. I mean, do you think it's a pressing thing? Do you think that's why he's getting selected? Have you noticed? Yeah, I, I have to pay more attention. Do you think he's better than than like Bolter, for example? Thing, like I think that IQ area? thing like, too. I think you know he can, obviously can press. Um, he can read the game very well. So it's obviously that he's got he's a good player. But we play a lot of counterattacking situations, and he's not that good on. He's not fast on the, on the counterattacks, and that kills us. That kills that kills the counterattack. Hence why you put in a guy like Bolter who has considerable more pace than him Boulder's not a fast guy by any stretch but he's considerably faster than Skarka yeah I don't, I don't know I don't even know if it's a like pacing it's just I, th- I think Bolter is able to maintain possession more I feel like Skarka gets yeah. into positions where it once again it looks like he's going to be in in a dangerous spot and then it just fizzles out so quickly because he just gets overtaken or can't you know Bolter has that that not like Cruyff turn but like cutback move yeah. that he makes all the time to buy himself space and he I likes nutmeg guys too yeah they seem very different players stylistically the two of them um yeah. and yeah i don't know i wasn't shocked that that bolter came out of halftime but not not necessarily like done with scarco but this game in particular i was like wow i don't know he's he's not i mean i think not that kazuki was that much better because i think otavio did a really really good job on, on kazuki really in this good, game yeah, in general yeah. but um there there seems to be a big difference between those two players as wingers in terms of how effective they are how often they can beat their man and you know actually get into a position to play a final ball or get a shot off yeah yeah, Joseph misses the angry, the angry man, the angry uh, yeah. tree. Yeah, yeah, uh, I do too. Um, no, I mean, I, I think you would have to. Rice has to, re, you know, look at the opposition, the defenders in particular, and the wingbacks, and see if these guys are. If you're playing a team that has pace on, on the way, especially in the wings, you might not want to play Skarka because he, while he reads the game well, he pre- presses very well. He doesn't have the pace to you know, to, to be effective the way the way Rice and and we need him to be. Um, and so, I mean, maybe he'll be good for a half. Like, it's a good call to take him out at halftime because he was hurting the team, I think, offensively. Not that everything hurts us offensively, it seems like. But putting in Bolter in, I think, uh, instantly you have a guy who can play both wings. 
um, a guy who has boost pace here, a guy who's strength, strong on the ball, like you said, uh, and has uh, seems to have instant chemistry with the, you know, obviously like Salazar because he played with him last year. Uh, and Fries is Fries very intelligent as well, so he can he can get into places where Bolter could find him. So uh, I thought it was a good substitution there. But yes, Skarka, I like to see him again. I don't know if Union Berlin's the place to be because they got some pacier guys, they got some some uh, dangerous guys as well on the offensive side. So might not be the place you want to put him in. Maybe give a Bolter another chance uh, at the starting lineup. I I know we'd welcome it. Uh, we're fans of him, obviously. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. Uh, he needs to get faster. That's that's pretty much it for me, <laughs> honestly. Honestly, um, yeah. We'll see. I mean, the good thing is, once again, we have um, a fairly healthy contingent at the most part in yeah. the attacking areas and in the midfield areas. So we have options, which is it's it's always better to have options than not. So uh, there, there's you know, once again, we have people like Drexler coming off the bench. So yeah, um, in decent in a decent spot. And we also have, yeah, as gets mentioned in the chat here right now, we also have uh, more who still. Um, in the picture, kind of, uh, Rice has come out and I think said that there's a couple things that he needs more to work on, um, and just isn't as effective as he needs to be. Uh, and also, like, there's just way too many wingers and wide players in the squad right now to be able to accommodate everybody on the bench and yeah. the match day squad at once. So that's why Moore's losing out at the moment. Um, but I mean, yeah. one thing I would say in response to that comment in the chat is like, I think Moore's been pretty bad this year for the most part. Yeah. Um, like, not as effective as we expected. Um, yeah. It doesn't really matter where he's played, like left back or winger. He just hasn't been great. So I don't think you can really say that um, his performances have merited more playing time. If you wanted to give him more opportunities in the second half of the season, you know, whether off the bench or whatever, I wouldn't be against it necessarily. But I don't think he. You could say that he's. You know, he's his play has demanded inclusion. Yeah, and I, I'd almost be inclined. We were talking about earlier about how. Uh, AC Milan are finally playing the youngster Malik Chow, former Shaka player. Uh, and maybe CD Sane needs to get some opportunity as well. I'd rather see Sane get opportunity and see what he can do, what he can provide. We've always seen what maybe five minute cameo uh, against Bayern, uh, against his brother's team. So I like I mean, to see how much have you, How much have you actually watched of him? Is what I'm be curious. I mean, CD like, Sane? Yeah. Uh, like in game matches, very not very much. It's mostly been the highlights from the Kanapich meter that I've seen him. Uh, so I, I just well, yeah, I, I just I was just wondering just because like I, I I mean fully being honest like I don't watch a lot of like matches of you know Kanapich or anything like that. So mm -hmm. like I don't really have a great sense of how these guys actually look and how how they would compare to some of the senior team players. Yeah. I think when you're in the middle of a relegation fight, um, especially because I don't I don't know I, I feel like like those youth players have to really be really promising to merit inclusion and maybe because Kazuki's not like young necessarily, but like he may have been one of those guys, right? That just kind of like yeah. exploded and they're like, he's too good not to give him a shot out there. The players that are more fringe players, those are the kind of people that you bring in maybe when you're having a mid-table season in the Bundesliga and you feel pretty comfortable. You're trying to fill out the squad and you give some cameos to some youngsters and that kind of thing. Kick they have up. to be... I mean, you know, they, I'm saying they have to be pretty exceptional to in this kind of a situation. Yeah. Um, to put them in and it's also it's also really tough you know like when, when there's as much stress on the squad because we think we're going to get relegated it's a tough situation to enter a, a team into if you're a youngster like you'd probably want to integrate them in a better situation anyway yeah and i, and I think if you're if you tell me if i have to choose between more and sane i'd probably go sane at this point just because we've seen enough of more i think we have a good idea what he is and we want to see what sane provides but now by by no means would i but sane is my my starter because i think bolter and some of these other guys are are better off playing uh, then he has Drexler as well. Drexler is fan. Oh, usually plays very well for us. Uh, um, and so, yeah, second half, second half kicked off. Um, we get a goal, 
uh, Kroll, Alex Kroll gets a goal. Uh, but then it goes to VAR and they deem it offsides. <sighs> Correct call, I guess. But damn, man, we score a goal, can't catch a break, right? Um, I mean, good finish by him. I forget who got the cross. And was it uh, Salazar with the cross? Who had the cross there? It may have been. I actually forgot who delivered that. It was probably Salazar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Super unfortunate. Um, Wolfsburg held a tight line. They did that multiple occasions. They caught us out. Um, this was the first of them. It's a nice finish by Crawl. It's pretty close to the decision ultimately. So it's not like he was egregiously offside. I think I think it was maybe Drexler had one, um, yeah. which we'll talk about later. That was significantly clearer in terms of the decision that had to be made. Yeah. Um, but this once again, it just yeah, all these decisions going against us. And and you know, I think the penalty is probably a little bit. I don't know. I actually maybe not. Maybe they're both equally like you know. Yeah, confirmed. I think maybe the penalty is slightly more suspect, but um, yeah, it's tough. And then once again, these are the kind of things when you're when you're down, you just need a break. Like you know, we, we take the lead finally, and that gets called back as well. Um, so you know, fortunately, Arnold missed the penalty, which is luck that we needed as well because the rest of it in this match didn't really go our way. I thought the I thought the officiating was kind of suspect in this one too. I thought yeah. there were a number of fouls called sort of in the run of play that weren't like free kicks or penalties or anything that were just like not particularly great. Um, uh, actually, when they when they ultimately blew the whistle for the penalty that got reviewed in the eighth minute, Salazar had just broken through their back line and was like going into score. And like, listen, yeah. if VAR stops that, like that's ultimately going to be called back anyway because they gave the penalty. But that's a terrible moment to like stop the play too because we were in on goal like inside ten minutes and that got that play got blown up. It was just yeah, it was it was a frustrating game. I think for I think there was another play too where it was a foul against a Shaka player and. I think Salazar also again got broke through, and they stopped and like, oh, bring it back to the foul. I was like, what the hell are you doing? We got a breakaway. We got the advantage. Like there was there was the um the arms from I think Bornau on Fry in the first yeah. half as well. Yeah, like where he knocked him down in the air, like kind of right on the edge of the penalty box. Certainly could have been a free kick if not a penalty. They didn't that that one got reviewed. They didn't call that one ultimately. I don't think there was much of a difference between that and the penalty that they gave in the beginning in terms of like player didn't win the ball and went yeah. through the player you know what i mean like so anyway uh, i mean i yeah. mean rice and and Asamoah were both at halftime and after the game were saying like the referees didn't make it easy on us they everything was going against us the plays that probably shouldn't you know we should have got fouls called for like we were talking about weren't called and, and you know and wolfsburg were getting some of those calls too yeah. so um but uh, look, look, yeah. those are things that can tip results but ultimately it's on us to get the results and we can't rely on luck so we have to just put the effing ball in the back of the net um yeah. if we can and and make look here, here's the thing like the last three matches th these goalless draws we have been the fifth best team in terms of expected goals allowed um which is pretty fucking good so it's not just that like you know we're, we're getting like lucky we are overperforming our expected goals allowed a little bit but even so even despite that like the actual xga number we're like fifth best in the league over that time we're also the fifth worst in terms of expected goals scored so it's just like polar opposites in terms of our defensive performance and our offensive performance. I'm not saying we need to balance that out. We probably need to keep that defensive performance up as much as can. And like, hey, clean sheets are one goal. You know, one goal conceded yeah. performances are great for us. But like the draws aren't going to cut it. There's too much of a gap. We had too poor of a first half of the season for draws to kind of lead us to salvation. We need to find a way to win some games. If we're going to win, we have to score goals. And, you know, I think we've been danger adjacent, as we've said. Hmm. We've looked like we might be able to get in dangerous situations, but in terms of what we've actually been creating ultimately because of our lack of ability to find the final pass, it hasn't been there. We had 15 shots in this game. And, like, how many good chances were there? There was, like, what, like a header from Jens? 
you know, like there wasn't a lot of actually like high quality chances yeah. that we created despite that shot volume. So it's, yeah, it's really poor right now. Since you mentioned the shots, I was going to say this later, but uh fun fact from Andreas Ernst, uh, Schalke have conceded fewer away goals uh, from than how I'm read this over again. <laughs> Schalke have conceded fewer goals away from home than Dortmund, Leipzig, and and Bayer Leverkusen. That's uh, wow, shocking, shocking to me. And most of the goals we give up are our home, apparently. Uh, which we we I mean, Union Berlin six goals and whatever games, Leipzig game I think was also the same thing. So um, a lot of goals given up at home, but away we're pretty pretty good, and it showed in this game as well. Um, yeah, you mentioned the stats, the shots we were. Two to one in, in terms of shots over them. We had more possession. We had more passing. Most every category was better than them. Uh, fouls. They had twenty fouls. We had ten. Right, and we they still missed a bunch of calls against us, uh, which is the inferior part. You talked about we needed yeah, some goals. I mean, go ahead. I, I'm struggling to remember any high quality opportunities from Wolfsburg. I know there was one where they passed through to like Fairman's right, and Fairman came out, got big, and was able to kind of save it. I yes. think off his like upper chest shoulder, which is yeah. actually something I think Fairman's always been good at coming out and making himself big, challenging some of those shots. It's always been one of his strengths. Yeah. That's I, I forget what their second shot on target was. Like I mean if there or if there were two other ones, I don't know. Like I, I'm struggling to remember them even. So I, yeah, we really did yeah. a good job limiting um those opportunities. I, I don't think their forwards like barely touched the ball in the first half. I mean so I mean really impressive stuff like in terms of you know structure and organization. Yeah. Um I think yeah. the wing I think our wingers and our actual our central defensive we played like a four two three one shape generally. I think our wingers and our and our central defensive midfielders did a great job yeah. coordinating on the defensive end. If there were moments where our you know defensive midfielders got pulled forward or like kind of pulled wide, I think the wingers came in to fill those gaps like pretty consistently to not leave those spaces in behind. So once again, I mean, like it, it's been, I, I'm very impressed with Rice at the moment in yes. general. It's just like the offensive stuff has to change. And, um, it, and the thing is like when you watch the games, I don't think your takeaway is like, wow, Schalke is terrible offensively. No. Because it, it looks like we're close. You know what I mean? It's not like we're not doing anything. One pass it's not like, or two it's passes not like we're completely inept in possession. Yeah. We're getting in behind. We actually had a lot of success. It's not like 2019 or whatever too. it was, 2020. It's not For like sure. That. Yeah. It's just that, like, once we get to the final third, and it, when, yeah, it's, it's, it's those moments where it looks like we should easily be able to create something and it just breaks down somehow. But yeah. And maybe it's a personnel thing. I don't know what it is. Maybe Rice can do more to improve on that end, but I think our performances in general have been pretty good. I, I even dare say that the Tedesco era offense was worse than what we, we are doing right now. It's just like we're so close, and the movement's very good. Um, Fry did get a goal on this one, a nice goal that he finished off. Um, had he not finished, I think, uh, who the Salazar would have been pissed off. But look at the replay, and this one is a little bit more cut and dry. As you mentioned, Drexler clearly offsides of when he received the ball on the wing. Uh, unfortunately, again, I mean, I mean we finally get some goals and they're offsides. Like, come on, man, we can't. I, th I thought they're gonna use that momentum to to keep going, but damn, man. Yeah, bad, bad sequence from Drexler. Honestly, he's offside to begin with, and then the ball he plays isn't a good ball. It just kind of like catches everybody out, both defenders yeah. and Schalke players. And Fry is able to to adjust to it well, set his feet, and, and score a nice goal. I think it was very good kind of improvisation from from Fry there. Um, but yeah, once again, the kind of thing that's just not going away. Um, but yeah, that one was significantly more more clear of a decision than the uh, than the crawl offside decision earlier. So um, I don't think anyone can complain about that one getting pulled away. Yeah, questions about you know putting Kiki Top in as a striker. I'd like to see him in, and like to see him maybe in as a cameo. But we got some bulls up top that are good at bodying people off, holding up the ball, even finishing right. Toroto thirty goals last year. 
Fry looks like the part, right? Poulter's a, a, a proven goal scorer in the Bundesliga. Uh, Karaman probably could do a good job as well. So it's it's hard for Kiki Top to get in there. And um, maybe, like I said, if you already got Tarota and, and Fry in the game at some point and Poulter's not available, yeah, bring in Kiki Top or something like that. But maybe he's best served to stay where he's at and continue to progress and get better and better. Um, I think Fry is going to be the one to crack the code. Uh, but it's got to happen sooner or later. I mean, if we get to, if we're towards the end of the season, we still haven't scored goals. Maybe you break, you throw, throw everything kitchen sink at it. But uh, I, I like to develop Kiki Ta very slowly. I don't know if he can have the impact that Hoppy had coming off and had a hat check in his first game. That's okay, yeah. Unlikely. But here's the thing: if if Matthew Hoppy is your standard in terms of like that's what we're looking for, a <laughs> couple years to, maybe. I think I think you need to like recalibrate your standards a little bit. Like Matthew <laughs> Hoppy did not set the world on fire. Like, look, he did two games. The guy, the guy, the guy arguably deserves a statue specifically for the Hoffenheim game where he mm-hmm. kept us from, from breaking, you know, the, the, the consecutive loss record or whatever. And then also scored a hat trick with three pretty nifty clean finishes. They were, and, yeah. and there were certain things I liked about Matthew Hoppy's game. I thought once again, he actually was another guy who had a really good sense of timing for runs and clever yes. movement in between the lines and defenders. But in general, there's a lot left to be desired there and i think that's been also borne out by uh you know the success that he's had in his post shock career so far obviously wish him the best um but yeah I, I don't know if that's the best comparison but hey listen yeah i mean top potentially um he's somebody that we can bring in for sure i think fry looks decent right now i don't think that like fry's performance in this game for example screens out that we need to replace our striker but yeah in general obviously Toronto hasn't been effective bolter who kind of plays winger and plays striker sometimes like hasn't been effective we, we need goals so at some point if they're still not coming from the people up front then yeah maybe you give some games to other people and just see if anybody can kind of catch fire that's kind of what happened with kazuki right like yep. you put him in he immediately looks like he's one of the more dangerous people you just kind of keep rolling with the hot hand and maybe that happens with some other youngsters as well i tend to agree with sambo too i don't necessarily think it's the striker's fault all the time i think the lack of service the last pass that we talked about they look so good up until they get into the box and all of a sudden everyone chokes uh and getting that last ball to that striker is failing now granted some of the strikers have missed some quality opportunities to rota uh polter even even fry a little bit i guess but in his little uh, brief cameo so far but ultimately, it's that last pass that's struggling for us. Here's and here's the thing, though. Like, this is kind of why I want to see Drexler, because Dre- like Drexler, so whatever his last year, whatever his deficiencies are, and he has some. He's the guy that like once or twice a match, when the moment arises, he will find himself with the ability to play like a key pass, a cutting through ball, and he's the guy that always seems to pull that off somehow. And I, I don't know. I feel like that's the kind of thing that we're, we're missing a little bit, particularly in the final third is the guy, or even like in transition moments, like the thing that will really like spring somebody is that kind of a thing. And that's just been lacking so much. Um, uh, Sambo talking about Salazar saying he's the only player that can really create a thing for us. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I yeah. think to Richard's point, like he, he did kind of fade away in this game a little bit. But once again, yeah. a couple clever flicks, you know, ball progression stuff can beat somebody on the dribble. Yeah, Salazar is huge and obviously has a shot on him too. I haven't really seen that as much since he's come back in. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah, he needs to play as much as possible down the stretch. 15 games remaining. Got to make the most of them. Got to get a couple wins. You need to score goals. You need goal scorers on the pitch. I don't know the health of, of Drexler at the moment, but I, you know, considering Bolter has struggled this year, even though he's uh, he's better than Skarka, for example. But what are your thoughts on seeing Drexler, Salazar, Kazuki up there? I mean, they're probably our best chance of provide, creating a goal with a stri- any yeah, striker. I'm not opposed to it. I don't necessarily think you have to start Drexler, but I, I'm at the point where I genuinely think that Drexler should be for high sure. in consideration off the bench in yeah. a lot of matches. Yeah. Um. Once again, I just... 
I'm not once again, I'm not saying he's he's perfect or anything like that or doesn't have things that he's he's poor at, but like it's his ability to find that unlocking pass is, is I think one of the strengths of his game. And it's one of the deficiencies in our squad as a whole at the moment and in our recent performances. Um, and so if you bring him in, you know, 65th, 70th minute in certain matches and, you know, give him 20 minutes or something like that to, to try to affect things and, and pop on the ball a couple of times, I think it's better than nothing. So um, yeah, we'll see if that happens down the stretch. Uh, once again, as I said earlier, the good news is we have a relatively healthy squad at the moment. Finally, so we have players to choose from and options for the for the for the manager to to kind of rotate through. Yeah, and I, I agree also with the comment about the rice. Uh, Bruner's been playing very well lately. He has he's been very solid, I think. Uh, and then, yeah, the question always, you know, Urinen or or Oyan. Uh, Oyan has the offensive up, upside, and then Urinen's been better. I think he's better defensively, as we talked about, uh, than than Thomas Oyan. So it's you damn it if you do, damn if you don't, I guess uh, in that situation. But uh, yeah, um, I mean. <sighs> We are lacking in some places, but we had some. We had a couple good opportunities that Castiles came up big. He had some big saves. One, I think, one on Fry or Drexler uh, towards the end of the game. He's always big against too. us too. He's a good goalkeeper. The, the, yeah, he is. I think he's a somewhat underrated goalkeeper. I don't think yeah, he gets a lot of credit. Um, top ten was goalkeeper. The, in I, I think his sure. biggest save was maybe the one on Jens, the header. That was like the reaction save. Yeah, off of, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that was. I don't even know how he got to that. That was a great um, save. Absurd save. Really good. Uh, yeah. But and by the way, Jens. Pretty consistently dangerous in the box on set pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, had a shot too that fell to him, like pretty nifty footwork. I think like he kind of popped it up to himself and like kind of like half volleyed it, which was also a save by Castiles, I think maybe. Um, so that's been nice to see that we get some production from our center backs or at least danger moments. But yeah, Castiles was great. And three of the back four plus our one of our defensive midfielders are all good in the air, right? Crawl, Bruner, uh, Yoshida, and uh, Jens are all good in the air. Uh, in we the need box. all those we need. Yeah, we do need Naldo, right? Uh, get him back from retirement. Uh, and it's funny, the only person really in attack outside of the striker is probably Bolter, who'd be good in, good in the air. I mean, Kozuki's small, Salazar, they kind of tend to be in the outside and looking for a shot in. Same thing with Drexler uh, and Kraus as well. So, uh, but the Kraus seems to be getting in on the end of headers too, as well. Last few games, he's he's gotten in there with a header, just showed him why. It's never on goal, it seems like. Uh, kind of the, uh, who was it? I guess, Weston McKenney syndrome, where he gets in the box and then just doesn't get on target, right? Uh, I thought Kraus had a pretty quiet game offensively in this yeah. one. I thought Crawl was actually the more impactful in possession than, than Kraus, which was a little bit unusual. Um, I don't know. Dude, what, what are uh, like Hivides and, and Papadopoulos doing? Let's just get the, let's get the gang back together. That's right. You know? Getting know. Christian Pander um, for the free kicks. Christian <laughs> There's a name. That's right. That's right. There you go. Um. Yeah, we. Uh, it's funny. Champions League had uh, uh tweeted out and said, uh, "Send us a picture or name name any any Champions League player. We'll send you a picture." I was like Roman Neustadter, and they 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 provided the picture. That was hilarious. You were trolling the account by going with Roman Neustadter, and they they they, they found it for you. I was I was very it. impressed. Yeah, yeah, it was one year. It was a good year, but uh, the year we beat uh, Real Madrid, the one the one leg. So uh, yeah, now they did it. They did it. So kudos to the Champions League account for doing that. Um. Yeah, uh, next game. Man, we're already four minutes in. We're not even talking to our next game yet. Next game, Union Berlin. Second in the table. They're giving Bayern a run for the money this year. One point behind Bayern. They've won five of the last five games in a row, at least, not, if not more. Um, keeping pace with uh, our, our cousins to the uh, east. East? Yeah, east. <laughs> uh, my, my direction's all off here. But uh, Union Berlin, last time we played them, I don't think they were necessarily super impressive. But they had six goals against us. Um, I thought we were tight on them in the first half, and then they kind of just exploded in that second half. We kind of just gave up. Um, we need to see a better performance, and we're going to one of the hardest places to play in the Bundesliga outside of Dortmund. 
Um, Union Berlin is difficult at the um, at the the Forest Stadium over there in Berlin. This is gonna be a good game. Uh, if we if Rice can channel some of this magic, I mean, clearly we look like a Bundesliga team defensively in the last three games. Uh, we got we have to look like that against Union Berlin because they have some pretty you know it's a pretty good team right there. They're in second place for for a reason. Um, what are your thoughts going into this game? Because it's a tricky one because yeah, it's a it's a top team and we saw what you know they and Leipzig did to us, but we're on a bit of a run at the moment defensively that uh, we could be able to take advantage of it. Yeah, we're gonna win. Okay. Oh, I like it. I like no, it. I don't know. We, we have I to like win at some it. point. I, why not now? I don't know. We are I recording, mean, Jack. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, who knows? yeah I, do. I do. Hey, you're the one who predicts we're going to win the league every season. So, I mean, I don't know if my oh, predictions true. are the ones that yeah, we, we get relegated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, listen. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, it, it's one of the tougher away fixtures that you can have is, is Union Berlin. So, yeah. um, in terms of an atmosphere and environment, we know what to expect. Um, but, look, I, I think we're playing with house money. We're in a bad situation. It's likely that we're going to be relegated. I'm sure the players feel feel pressure. Um, obviously, to perform and try to turn this thing around. But like, this is a different situation from when we were avoiding relegation from the first time. Yeah. Like the anxiety, I don't think is the same level. The expectation isn't the same level. Um, I, as as Thomas Thomas Rice said, like recently in the media, like you know we're the hunters. You know what I mean? Like like, and I think Shock really have to play that way and have no fear and just go for it. Um. And, and honestly, I think I think Wolfsburg. If you look at like the energy in that performance, not to you know be that like narrativey, but like I think people are underestimating us right now. I think the last couple performances against yeah. decent squads, like we, but once again, we've been competitive. Yeah. So much of the season, we were putting in performances that were not of Bundesliga quality, and we were just getting rolled over. Last couple, you know, matches, we we have not been getting rolled over. We have been very much in it, and there's been, I think you could argue, several of those, we were probably the slightly better team, and maybe deserved. I think the last three games have been the best team. I you think the I mean? last three games have been the best team. So, yeah, I mean, does that mean that we're suddenly going to go and beat Union Berlin away? No, it doesn't, of course. And they're, they're second in the league. I mean, like, this could be another performance where they bang six in against us. But, like, yeah. that's not the recent trend, and that's not, you know, how we've looked. So, um, hopefully, at, at a minimum, we can be competitive again and, and maybe pick up another draw. And, like, hey, you know, we'll take whatever points we can get. We need more than... Score draw, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we need to... We we need to get three points at some point, but you know yeah. I'll take I'll take the the draws over the losses for sure. So um, trying to stay optimistic at the morning, yes, I don't know. We need to see a good performance in this one, uh, in particular because it's a it's a three game, four game stretch, honestly, uh, that we could take some points away, um, big points away, I think. So a good performance, I mean, a win would be fantastic, right? No doubt about it. Get three points here, but a draw, I think, at minimum, we got to get a draw in this game, play well, because that if we you know if we can get another positive performance we've been the best team the last three games i think if we get another positive performance uh in this one we got stuttgart and bochum who we should win both those games we have to win those games uh if we want any chance of survival uh and then we got the river derby anything can happen that game and then augsburg on the back side of that so but bochum is so annoying though because like they're they're not good and then they'll randomly have these like four five goal, goal explosion yeah. yeah where they pick up results like they have four more wins than us that's crazy and like that's the main like we don't I mean I don't know yeah it's we have like I think like six draws they only have one draw yeah but they but they're just like win or lose pretty much you know what I mean and they they just they found a way to get those results and have those goal scoring explosions and we just cannot put the ball in the back we have what have we scored this season how many goals have we scored this season 14 14 and they have scored 24 10 goals more than us are we the only team that hasn't scored 20 goals so far yes 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 yeah, <laughs> It's not good. 
14 goals in 20 games. Not, we we, we haven't given up the most goals either. <laughs> uh, Boca gives up yes. uh, eight more goals than us. So, And we are, to be fair, we are massively underperforming XG. Not like by 20 goals or something like that, but by close to 10 goals or so, which yeah. I guess there's something to be said there. But um, I don't know. I, I don't think we can be particularly optimistic at this point. That's going to ultimately balance out by the end of the season. I don't think we're going to go on some magical stretch where we suddenly overperform XG by a crazy number, you know, for the last 15 games of the season or something. So, yeah. but yeah, um, as long as we can start taking advantage of the chances that we have and, and create a few more, because once again, we're getting into positions where it looks like we can take advantage of the defense and then, you know, bad giveaways, bad decisions. We just have to be a little bit sharper. Yeah. Um, one thing I'll say too, is like, I think there's in this game too, Way more one touch passing. Yeah. Um, like our tempo in possession, much better. Like there's things to appreciate from what Thomas Rice. We look is competent. Doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um it, it hopefully this isn't like the peak that we've reached under Rice, and hopefully this upward trajectory can go a little bit further. Um, and we get even a little bit better. Who knows? But yep. yeah, doing decently. We'll see. Yeah. Uh ooh, I, just, I just looked at the last three games of the season, they're not good. So we need to do really well in this next like ten game stretch or so because we end in Bayern, Eintracht, and in Leipzig. <laughs> Great, um, but anyway, yeah, let's you know we gotta have a good performance here against Union Berlin. Uh, I hope we have a, another good performance and hell, if we can still win, we need to be clinical. We need to take our chances because they're far and few between. It seems like, and we just gotta get a goal for for you know for. I'm not gonna. I'm trying not to curse here, but uh, we just got to get a goal, right? So let's see. Let's see. Uh, games on Sunday morning, 9:30 a.m. Eastern time, 8:30 Jack 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 Lander time, Jack time, <laughs> Chicago Land time. Uh, so yeah, um, maybe we'll freaking freaking do a live stream for once. Uh, first time, second half of the season. We'll see. Uh, we'll try if I don't get sick. <laughs> uh, but Jack, anything else you want to talk about today before we uh, wrap this one up? No, nah, I think I'm good. Yep. I would I would concur. I would concur. Uh, if you haven't done so yet, uh, make sure you uh, check out our website. We're going to try to put some more articles in here, um, even do pre- and post-match, uh, post-conference uh, recaps, I guess, if you want to call it. Uh, but definitely check it out, and uh, we'll try to keep up to date with that. And again, if you haven't joined the Discord channel yet, please do so. Uh, try to talk all things shock there in English. Be your centralized location for that. So, Jack, uh, where can our followers find you on social media? At JMMang and JMMangan on Twitter. There you go. Killing Look at it. you. Killing it in the Rook Runda. I think I'm like five or five, five, six or six. But yeah, seriously, close to 30 of you, I think, have already hopped into the Discord. Better turnout than I expected in the first week. So yeah, we'll, we'll kind of keep creating like different threads and stuff to uh to speak on in there and yeah hopefully it'll be a good good community kind of off twitter for us to yeah, that's pretty good considering more. me with my newbie link and i keep sending them the, the link that expires within like 20 minutes you know and i finally figured that out so we'll, we'll get better we're getting better good and getting better i guess <laughs> uh shout out to the chat everyone coming in tonight uh chat uh, talking up in the chat tonight I appreciate you guys thank you very much always the support we love that stuff there so uh yeah and uh please Jump to our Discord and uh, give us any tips, anything you want to see on the Discord. Let us know. We'll, we'll definitely try to provide that. But uh, you can follow me at R underscore K-H-A-R-M-A-N. Follow Shock America on uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. So everywhere on social media. Uh, we stream everywhere that you stream music at. Uh, and if you haven't done so yet, make sure you subscribe to the website or website to the YouTube page, please. And uh, give a like to this video. Be much, much appreciated. So uh, for Jack. For myself, for uh, Shaka Nation, Shaka America Nation. We'll catch you uh, on the flip side. Luke Alf. Mm-hmm.